1: Back with you, Tower 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, we're powered by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbo, we welcome in, with the Omaha World Herald, Evan Bland, at Evan Bland, O-W-H, on Twitter. Evan, what's going on? Thanks for joining us today.
0: Yeah, not much, it's, uh, you know, it feels like a late May afternoon here, except for the sunset, but uh, doing alright.
1: Have you grabbed the golf clubs or no time?
0: <laughs> not during the season. No, not so much. <laughs> exactly. The dead grass kind of, uh, you know, it kills the vibe a little bit, but no, I'm not complaining at all.
2: So, if you're waiting for after football season, do you have any advice for December golfing?
0: Uh, I mean, usually bring your snowshoes, um, yeah. keep your head down. I suppose that that applies anytime of year. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't hit, tap hit it, it low. Keep it out of the wind. Well, uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian chimes in on the stream, hail varsity YouTube channel. Brian says, if it's a hockey environment at Madison, don't forget the foil and keep the Hanson brothers close by. We were talking about, you know what to expect. It's a slap shot reference. Mm. Yeah, see, you haven't seen that? Uh, not, not
2: not not no.
1: No? Oh man. Okay. Well, uh we'll we'll get there next time. I've seen but, that
2: one scene, the end scene where they're in the office.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you showed me that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, Evan, <laughs> we'll get back to football. <laughs> uh it's a bit of a comedy at quarterback. We'll we'll transition that way. Uh and uh the uh the turnovers are are not a laughing matter unless you're playing Nebraska and what are you uh, picking up? What are you thinking here for Saturday? Any any insight or projection here on if it is going to be Chuba? I know when we last heard from from Rule and, and even Sat yesterday, it was it was Chuba and it was Sims taking snaps and not much mention on Heinrich.
0: Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, Rule said on Monday it'd be a game time, game day decision and. I I don't see any reason why that's not going to be the case. Um, You know, if Heinrich Harburg's ankle is not, you know, up to to what they want it to be so he can be an explosive runner and that dual threat uh, that that he has been, then I I think that's a tough ask for him to go out there hobbled. um, You know, Purdy, it looked good on the drive that he got there at the end. He goes 10 plays, 90 yards before the interception. And, uh, you know, Rural said he was a little bit banged up just from the hits he took on that one drive. He hasn't had a lot of, uh, reps this year had the groin that he's worked through and may require something, uh, you know, a procedural after the season to address that. So, you know, he's he's a little bit less than 100% health-wise. Jeff Sims is healthy, uh, but he had three of those turnovers on Saturday, and and you just you wonder how much trust he can earn back this week in practice from what we've seen um you know in a pretty big sample size to this point in the season so i don't know i mean i truthfully like do you go with the with the guy who's healthy and who maybe you have to hold your breath a little bit with ball security do you go with somebody else who's less than 100% um i don't know i don't know which way you go i do think though whoever they go with like you have to look hard at protecting your quarterback and 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 by that I, I mean you know kind of maybe dying to yourself a little bit and running the ball a lot more and maybe that's not what this staff wants to do long term uh that's that's maybe not the path they are are envisioning for um you know contending for the big 10 down the line or whatever it might be but i think for these last two games just considering the problems they've had holding on the ball and how well the defense has played Whoever you put out there, put them in the best position uh, to where they're not exposing their bodies, exposing the football um, and and putting, um, you know, so much more risk on every one of these plays.
2: Well, Evan, while we're talking about the quarterback position here, just off the wall, do you know which leader of this Husker team, in fact, played some quarterback in high school?
0: Who are you talking about? It was
2: Isaac Gifford, and I know that because I was okay. the center for his first ever varsity snap at the quarterback position. We fumbled the exchange. I never got to snap the ball to him again, and the yeah, rest was is history. The, it was on the center, yeah.
1: uh, on that one.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not going to say whose fault it was. Uh, but, hey, the option's there. I, I don't think he started at quarterback by the time his senior year rolled around, but he at least got one varsity snap. At quarterback, and I don't know, the guy's been a real leader for that defense, and all, all the offense maybe needs is a leader.
0: Hey, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, a southeast guy too, so, um, you know, I, I wouldn't hate that to <laughs> give him a chance. But no, I, you know, I think, you know, Marcus Satterfield made it pretty clear on Tuesday like he was asked about who, who do you look at beyond those three, and he really didn't want to go there. I mean, they have a couple walk on quarterbacks on the roster that uh, you know he, he could have mentioned but he was pretty clear that they were gonna travel three to Madison and, and those are their scholarship guys those are the guys they've invested the reps in um, you know and and like it's tough because they're all good guys right like they' all, they're all the, the turnovers and the struggles are not an indictment on their who they are as people their personalities all the rest like they've been good teammates when they haven't been out there they've been supportive Uh, so like in that sense, you feel good about it, but it's just, it's been the, 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 you know, the the want to, and the, uh, who you are as a person, like it, it doesn't always account for processing in the moment and good decision-making when you're out there. And, you know, those sorts of things that just continue to hound them. But you're, you're at this point now where you've got two games left, um, I think if you can start Harburg and he's, he, he gives you, um, you know, close to what he normally does in the run game, you've put enough into him at this point that you you put him back out there would be my opinion. Um, but we'll see. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's not a great situation. As Matt Rule said Monday, uh, maybe there aren't any answers really immediately, at least not great ones that you feel good about. I think it just again comes down to how do you mitigate risk and and, and, and set the game up in such a way that you're putting more weight on a defense that's shown that it's able to handle it.
1: Evan Bland's with us from the Omaha World, Herald, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Saturday. Are you surprised at the, the lack of protection for this defense? And they've not gone conservative. They've let it rip. And even in some moments, it's easy to, to scream, be conservative with hindsight. Or is that not what Nebraska is ever going to be? And I ask that because there's been some years where, listen, you lean on your strength and, and you find a way to win with your strength and you make do with, with another side of the unit or football that, that may not be up to par and you try and work together to get it done. This team's team had, has had each other's back, and I really respect that. That said, um, this defense is, I mean, they're going to have the broadest shoulders in America by the time the season's done.
0: Yeah, I am a little surprised that they haven't protected the defense more. And I think the last, you know, the last drive of the game, the, the interception that Nebraska throws to me is a, a perfect example of that to where, you know, to, to hear Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield lay out their reasoning for that play, uh, you know, it was about attacking. It was about winning the game. It was about, Um, As Matt Rule said on Monday, trying to teach guys that if you play it safe, you only get to a certain point. But, you know, again, like, I think context matters so much. And in that moment, you've got a a third-string quarterback who hasn't taken a lot of reps. Um, Your defense has been a strength, but your, your, your running game offensively has been a strength more so than what your offense has been. So, like, I don't, you know, you can make an argument, I think, that, Attacking and winning the game is running the ball on third down. Um, you know, maybe you score, but if you don't, it sets you up for a field goal, and you are able to rely on that defense. And I, you know, it's like I don't know why that um, can't fit into that lens. Like that's what I would, I would be curious to, to kind of follow up on or explore deeper, kind of the, the thought process there. And it does feel like in the last couple of weeks, especially, um, you know, they have been a little bit bolder with their passing game and, and gone away from some of the the ground and pound that was a part of why they won the three in a row that they did. So, you know, again, you're at this spot where long-term you have a vision for what this offense wants to be. Um, But, but right now, like this is the personnel that you have, you have injuries, you have all the rest. Um, So like uh, you have to walk that fine line between, kind of, uh, you know, doing what you what you want to do, what's natural to you as a play caller, but then also being aware in the moment what your limitations are and maybe the best thing for you to do to win. Because, you know, if, if you're sending a larger message to your team in that moment, like I think another pretty large message would be, hey, you win the game, you go to a bowl game, you get the practices, this program takes a step forward. So, you know, I think those are all kind of factors in what's been a pretty you know, complicated discussion
2: this week. Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World-Herald, Hale Varsity Radio. And Evan, looking forward here, the final two games of the season, can Nebraska get anything more from their defense? Because the turnovers are, are expected at this point. I was talking to my roommate last week. He asked, well, what can I expect tomorrow? I said, well, turnovers, for one. That's, that's the main thing you can expect with this Husker offense. So with that in mind, can this Husker team get anything more out of this defense to get them over that, that mark, get them to that six win point?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's certainly a possibility. Uh, The defense is relatively healthy. They're still relatively deep. Like this in theory is the time of the year when that depth pays off where you've, you know, you saved your guys a game or two's worth of snaps uh, on, on their bodies uh, by rotating as many guys as you have. So maybe uh, you have a little bit fresher legs, um, you know, that sorts of thing. But like, like it, the defense in a lot of ways sort of is what it is. We know that it's a good run stopping defense. We know that it's going to pressure the quarterback. <clears throat> we know that it's pretty good in the red zone and sort of a bend, but don't break, uh, you know, sort of um, sort of effectiveness. But like, that's, been that last step and sort of the bane of the existence of these black shirts has been, can you turn some of those punts into uh, the takeaways and setting up the defense or setting up the offense into a short field because, you know, goodness knows they need it on that side of the, on that side of the ball. And and that's what, you know, helped them score against Maryland last week. So I think it's there. Um, But again, we're 10 games into this thing. And so like at what point, is the team kind of what it is? And for a lot of teams, that would be enough. That would be more than enough. I mean, this I, the defense is one of the great stories. Um, I think it's certainly of Nebraska. It's one of the better stories in college football this year, the way that it's been able to bounce back and, uh, you know, be an anchor for this team. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, there are individual players that certainly can make those plays. Wisconsin hasn't necessarily been super prone to turning it over on offense. So we'll see how that, Part of it shakes out, um, but, it, like, again, it, even if, if, if the offense could take even a, a marginal step forward, I think what the defense is doing um, it should be enough for Nebraska to be in games and to win them at the end.
1: Evan, are you surprised that the mess Wisconsin is, not, not with a transition or a new coach, but just what's perceived as some finger-pointing, and, and some of the players have spoke out. I mean, they, some of them are just ready to, to end the year. Is, 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 that's the body language and tone
0: it's been really interesting to listen to some of the interviews out of Madison this week from players. I mean, you're right. Like there's, there's finger pointing. There's a lot of talk about buy-in and who's bought in and who's not. And how do you figure that out? Uh, You know, it's not all that different from interviews that we've heard in Lincoln from past seasons when there's been transition going on. And so like, what I think is interesting is one of the positives that if you're Nebraska, I think one thing you can take out of this season for sure is that there is a culture being set, and like this is a great sort of comparison week for that because you look at at the fact that Wisconsin and Nebraska are both five and five, three and four in the division. They both have first year coaches, and on the one hand you have all the conversation going on in Madison, and on the other hand you've got uh, you know Nebraska guys kind of buying into what's going on, you know, going one and zero each week, and uh, I haven't gotten the sense talking to anybody that there's a rift between the offense and the defense. And I think that can happen in a place where there's, uh, you know, flimsier culture or uh, a lack of communication. So, like, I don't know that that's enough for Nebraska to win on Saturday night. I think Wisconsin is, is a little healthier and probably has more talent overall, top to bottom. But I do think it's a really interesting case study in how far Nebraska's come along culturally this season under Matt Rule.
2: Well, when you talk about that culture, it, it's interesting because you look at it I mean, from the outside looking in, Wisconsin's probably got the best quarterback in the Big Ten West. They probably have the best running back in Braylon Allen, despite the fact he's had some injury concerns in, in recent weeks. One of the better offensive lines, and yet it just has not translated. I think that speaks to some of the internal issues at Wisconsin this year, whether it be scheme or whether it be culture.
0: Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways it it kind of has uh Bill Callahan 2004 vibes, right? Like this is a team in Wisconsin that uh is is undergoing some pretty radical changes from being a, you know, a huddling pound the ball sort of offense to, you know, an air raid spread. And then defensively from a, from a 3-4 with dominant outside linebackers into more of a 3-3-5. And, um, you know, you throw onto the fact that that program had expectations this year. If you think back to the preseason, they were uh, the favorites from, from media covering the conference to win the West. And you know that's that's uh, looking pretty much like a long shot at this point. And um, you know the Badgers losing three in a row that does not happen a lot. So th- this is a team that's been used to winning. These are players, the older ones certainly, that have been used to winning. It's not happening right now. And I thought Tony White for Nebraska made a really good point this week, saying that if you don't have that off-season investment where guys really get to know each other and you go through the fire together in the off-season. Then when it happens during the season, there's a lot of um, kind of you versus me within the team, and I think we're seeing some of that with Wisconsin this year. So again, I think that's a credit to what Nebraska has done, and it makes for a really fascinating um, viewing in, in, in terms of how the Badgers are going to transition under Luke Fickle.
1: Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World Herald. Follow him on Twitter at Evan Bland O W H. Evan, enjoy Mad Town. We'll check in next week. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is. Good stuff from Evan Bland. Open phones next segment, 489-1240. We roll forward on a Wednesday. at Hale Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager.